Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Hi, I'm John McEnroe. I'm Bjorn Borg. This is Martina Navratilova. I'm Mats Wilander. I'm Stan Wawrinka. I'm Leighton Hewitt. I'm Andy Murray. And you're listening to The Tennis Podcast. So we know who the women's final is. It's Serena Williams against Naomi Osaka of Japan, who is just so much fun to watch, to listen to. And I don't know, just the narrative, Catherine, of it all is just so overwhelmingly cool that here's this young woman who was born in the United States. She's Japanese, she idolizes Serena Williams, and now she's going to face Serena Williams in her first Grand Slam final. It's so cool. And when asked what helped her save the 13 break points that she faced tonight, she said, honestly, I was just thinking I want to play Serena. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, this it's is the best great. answer ever, isn't it? It's I mean, awesome. Yeah. No, no BS about, you know, oh, I'm just going to treat it like any other player and, and all of that. Um, no, none of that. She's there's, just there's completely in awe of her, and I love it. There's, there's just no sort of uh, filter of this is what I'm supposed to say in these situations about her whatsoever. Incidentally, this is the tennis podcast brought to you in association with the Telegraph, talking the things that we're supposed to say, uh, and Amazon Prime Video UK, which you were on. Um, yeah, she just does what she does, and there's also no self-consciousness or self-awareness um of of all of that sort of unfilteredness because it's been noticed for a number of years now you know it's a thing for people that are into to tennis i suppose in, into women's tennis you know the the unguarded unfiltered nature of of naomi osaka's interviews is is a really big thing in in those worlds and yet she's not um she doesn't play up to she it. She doesn't play up to it at all. It is completely natural. I find it completely endearing. I, I, I have heard sort of people suggesting she's a terrible interviewee or something. I mean, I, I think she's... I, I personally have never interviewed her. I know you have, David. I loved your interview with her. I think she's probably hard work as an interviewee because you just don't know what you're going to get. She you can't really knock, have a big old plan. She told me a knock-knock joke. She did, I mean, what's not to love about that? <laughs> um... Yeah, and what she said on the court tonight was magical. 
I yeah. thought really magical. And actually, I thought Tom Rinaldi uh, did a great job because he just left these little silences and pushed her a little. He did. I wasn't. I wasn't chuffed with the interview he did with Serena a couple of nights ago. Um, but he's an experienced broadcaster. He knows what he's doing. He, yeah, he did do well tonight. He that did. was the one where he compared her to. Yeah, he said. Use the Spike Lee. He line, said, "Oh, I, was, I spoke to Spike Lee during the match. He was in the, he was in the crowd and said." and said in this sort of how about this kind of a way and he compared you to to the great Muhammad Ali and Michael Jordan as if like the question was kind of how flattered are you to be compared to these two great male athletes who I I can't say she's greater than them I think that's probably unquantifiable but she certainly doesn't need to be seeing them as any kind of benchmark for her and, and aside from all of that neither of them had children and came back to do anything so I mean that's not it's it's sort of in the same frame as the whole um, battle of the sexes thing where would Serena be ranked on the women's tour irrelevant I don't care how she shapes up against a man don't care not relevant I know how he meant it and I know that Michael Jordan and Muhammad Ali were great great athletes but that's not the point and um she handled it with real grace i thought because i might not have been quite so yeah. gracious in and the I, moment and i suppose uh, uh, until we get to the point where somebody interviews a man and says do you know what, what i was thinking of when i was watching you how it's a bit like watching serena williams yeah which, said no one ever yeah i mean they should that's the point they it? should i mean i can't think of a greater compliment no but yeah, it doesn't happen. Let's let's have that one day. Anyway, so tonight Serena Williams got through to the final, and Nin- she- nineteen years after her first final here. Yeah, I'm- nineteen years. Naomi Osaka was one. Crikey! How old were you? Not very old. Thirteen. Thirteen. Okay. And yes, even I didn't have that much grey hair then, but. Serena Williams tonight started really slowly and she went two love down and what's her name again? Sivastova? Sivastova? Sivastova. Right, okay, well we were calling her the other one <laughs> in our commentary. <laughs> Anastasia. Anastasia. Uh, was doing her slicing and dicing and she came to the net and she was do, you know, did a drop shot. She did a, a stone cold drop shot in the first two games and you're like, ooh, that, that could be interesting. She had been, she, her coach slash boyfriend, same person, um, said that, uh, or she said on his behalf that he had been watching the Roberta Vinci tapes. Really? From 2015, from, yeah, yeah, from that match in 2015. Good call. Yeah. yeah, good idea, good strategy. But what was absolutely clear right from the very first ball, and I was thinking, actually not from the first ball, from the third game, and I was trying to work out, did Serena Williams just adapt after those first two games, or did she have this preordained plan to get to the net? Because I've never seen Serena Williams at the net as much as she was uh, tonight. She went there, um, I think it was... 24 times in the match and she won 20 points or, or she it was that sort of level of conversion that she'd got and in the second set she went 14 times and she won 13 points and she was so good at it I mean you know you might think well why wouldn't she be she's won all those doubles titles with Venus but so often she's just not needed to do that because she belts the ball harder than anybody else her serve is ace after ace 
but it was quite clear that the, the things that could mess her about tonight were Sevastova's spins, angles, playing it short. And so, I mean, look, I'm not a player, I'm not a coach, but this is my reading of it, is that Serena was saying, well, if I'm at the net, all of that stuff's irrelevant because you can't, you can't throw in a short ball against me. She played all that down, didn't she, in her post-match interview. She said, oh, I just thought I'd give it a try, kind of Roger Federer style, like, oh, I'm just experimenting, you know, in a Grand Slam semi-final. But, I mean, of course, there's more to it than, than That was good than that. tactical good play. Good tactics, yeah. And, and she was out there, you know, as she was before the Pliskova match, she was out there first thing yesterday morning, um, so the the day after playing her her night session quarterfinal, she was out there an hour before anyone else was on the practice court, and she and Patrick Mortoglu and her hitting partner, they were already working on uh, tactics for Sevastova. Daniela Hantikova was watching it intently, saying, I, "I can see exactly that that is you know the plays that they were running, the the pointing that Patrick was doing. It was all about." So that, you know, and I'm, I've heard people talk about her being first on the practice courts, but something so startling about it when you see these completely empty courts and there's, she was the last one to finish the night before and she's the first one back there and she needs it the least. She's got 23 of them. Yeah. Um, and yeah. <laughs> It was interesting on um, on our coverage on on Prime this evening. We were talking about the difference for Serena between you know needing and wanting it. Maybe you know with the perspective that she talks about now having as a result of being a mother and what she went through in becoming a mother. Maybe that means she doesn't need it, but she want, wants it more than ever. Yeah. She doesn't need it anymore, but she. She wants it desperately, and and maybe that's a bit liberating for her that it can it can be all about just wanting it. I think she the difference as well is she's seeing it as it's all bonuses now. I mean, yes, there is a goal to try to get to twenty five because that's an obvious line, but it seems to me whereas three years ago there was enormous pressure on her to to fulfill everybody else's expectations of winning this calendar slam and then to meet reach this benchmark now in the post match interview she was she she's made this point a number of times that, that having had um olympia a year ago and nearly died and nearly you know been in such physical distress and 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 had so many complications the fact that she's out here at all she is taking that as as kind of a miracle really and and um really drawing i think on on that as a well i've already won she she said that tonight i've already won that i'm here that i'm doing this so i can't lose in a way and and that is very liberating in itself isn't it yes yeah do you believe, i imagine do you believe i imagine it completely? is yeah well i was just going to say you know to, to the point you made about it all being a bonus for her I get what you mean I think to some extent but equally she doesn't get to 24 she doesn't get to 25 even she'll have regrets no well if she, she needs will. to do that and that right. makes it more than a bonus best chance of getting there though is by being free now on the court isn't it and this this will help this yeah sort of, of course it's all sort of self-fulfilling isn't mm. it it's all yeah, uh, um, 
that it's the irony of being free will make you more free <laughs> and being you know it's it's a it's a it's a it's either a vicious circle or a beautiful circle mm. i'm rambling david yeah but i know what you, i know what you mean and i just uh, the, the quote that i loved though afterwards was i'm just getting started you know she's 37 years of age soon she's 36 now 37 later this month and she said i'm so looking forward to the rest of the year I'm so looking forward to next year Crikey. Interesting she says so looking forward to the rest of the year because this is somebody that basically doesn't really play outside of majors and we know there's no majors left. I wonder if she might be eyeing a trip to Singapore for well, once. Well, if she wins this one, I guess she'll be she in that position. She goes up to position. 10, I think. Would she? Right. Okay. Um, yeah, so, I mean, you'd, you'd obviously, if she was prepared to play a few events, you'd obviously bet on her to, to make it to Singapore. But... She hasn't been particularly keen. I mean, obviously, last year she had a, a very, very good reason not to be there. But she didn't, she didn't go the year before, did she? I think um, it's possible that she might be meaning as well. I mean, maybe she will play lots of events, but she may also mean I'm looking forward to the rest of the year to keep building my foundation yes. of fitness and preparedness so that by the time I get to Australia, oof, watch out. Oof. Yeah. Good work. Good, good sound. <laughs> Uh, and uh, there's a, there's a the, the match that Osaka played against Keys was also interesting statistical statistics wise. Oh, actually, just on just on Serena, the other thing about her being at the net, one thing I really realised was how how aware she is of the trajectory of the ball coming towards her. So she knows when to leave the ball, and she got it right every single time. She knew when to play a volley, she knew when not to. And she clearly has a sort of a sense on, on the, the weight of shots and the trajectory. And she never missed one at all. Takes some doing that, don't you yeah. think? I, yeah, I mean, I, I, I certainly couldn't do I it. I can't do it. Um, no. Uh, but anyway, Osaka, talking about statistics of, uh, of Osaka's um, match against Keys. It was all won and lost, really, in terms of just important points because Madison Keys had, I think, 13 break points over the course of the match and um, she just didn't get any of them. She was 0 for 13 with Madison Keys for break points won, whereas Osaka had four in the entire match and she sealed three break points um, and, and that really was the difference between the two players. So... Yeah, and when you consider that it was 3-0 in favour of Madison Keys coming into this um, this semi-final, most people I know, and when I, when I did a poll on, on Twitter, a tennis podcast, we, we, we asked who, who you think will win. 65% thought Osaka would win, and actually most people I spoke to thought Osaka would win, and yet here she is with a love three head-to-head against the same woman. It was quite interesting, and, and actually, aside from a couple of little bits at the start of both the first and second sets, Osaka was in control all the way through. Yeah, six two, six she four. was. Yeah, she she really was. And I was waiting for her to blink. Really, twenty years old, um, openly struggled with pressure. You know, after winning in Indian Wells, she posted that, or a little while afterwards, when her results really dipped, posted that um, pretty heartfelt open letter on Instagram about about how much she coped. With the pressure, and there she is in her first in her first Grand Slam quarterfinal, and then semi-final. Just, 
I mean, looking like it's kind of nothing. And I know she has this... She doesn't have a very expressive face, does she? She's She doesn't look like she's that intense on the court. She's not emoting, or not seemingly emoting. Um... So, but then you know look what she said after her quarterfinal win she said I was shaking like a leaf or yeah. something didn't she and we were all like what What? when but <laughs> <laughs> didn't look like when it. was that happening yeah um, so yeah maybe she's just a fantastic actress I don't know what what struck me as a player just watching her in the middle of the rallies was was how well she moved because we all think of her as a ball striker and I really rate Sasha Bayan as a coach just the bits that I've seen uh, I'm seeing him up close in Singapore with Wozniacki seeing him um, obviously for years with Serena Williams but it's it's always very difficult to get a, a gauge on on what he is is he just a, a hitting partner who happens to hit a good ball or, or what well just seeing the work that he's done with Osaka and the results that have followed and the way what Strum is every time Keys hit a big shot Osaka was behind it. She got a full weight behind every big shot from Keys. She got her feet in position so she could just absorb it and and send it back, you know. And and she really does look a player now, yeah, I, an I, athlete too. Yeah, I'm not sure I ever saw her being a defender of the ball no. to the degree that she is now. I mean, it's obviously never going to be her A game. She wants to be belting forehands doesn't she but but I'm not sure in the modern game and I'm sure she and Sasha Bayern have recognised this can afford to have movement as a weakness you look at the way Laura Robson's game has, has grown out of date and I know you know injuries have interfered with her but it kind of felt like that long period of time she had away and then when she came back her, her game had aged really badly yeah. somehow you just can't afford to be weak on movement in the modern game you look at how Caroline Pliskova's form relatively to her reaching the final here a couple of years ago has has dropped off I, I'm not sure her movement is good enough to cope with with tennis as it is at the moment and she's obviously worked on it considerably and the backhand as well which isn't a weakness either it's 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 obviously not as big as the forehand but yeah she's eliminated the the attackable elements of her game um and she's rewarded with a grand slam final yeah good for her yeah good for her it's gonna be great so that's uh, gonna be the women's final in a couple of nights time what do you think i'm just trying to think who i think will win because i think it could be a really good match i do too i'm i'm convinced i, I had you said to me before the tournament Naomi Osaka will be in the final I'd have gone oh great but I'm not sure you know I would have question marks over her ability to cope with the occasion first time around I would think of her as somebody that maybe needs the experience of having done it a couple of times but I'm pretty convinced by her ability to to cope with it Hold up 
What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a T-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. This edition of the Tennis Podcast is sponsored by Tennis Channel and Tennis Channel Plus is the place to watch the French Open. They've got every court live and you can watch on your phone or your smart TV, both in HD. Matt, this sounds like your kind of thing. Yeah, there's nothing I like more than watching multiple courts with matches everywhere, dipping in to where there's the latest final set tie break or even the latest bit of aggro. And David, don't worry, you can just watch your favourite court, Suzanne Longlen, all day if you want. But whatever you choose, the French Open promises unforgettable moments and new chapters in tennis history. Do you know, I think in a lot of ways, the French Open is now my favourite slam. It's the strategy of the clay court tennis, the way it challenges players, and particularly now with legends of the game up against a new generation of young players. I cannot wait. Be there when it happens with daily live coverage beginning on Monday, May the 20th. Subscribe to Tennis Channel Plus to stream daily coverage of Roland Garros. Use promo code TENNISPOD20 for 20% off your annual subscription. I think we're going to get three out of four really good matches coming up over the next couple of days now. Oh, well, which one is going to disappoint? Nishikori against Djokovic. Yeah... He's still getting over the disappointment of Nishikori against Chilich. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> that wasn't exactly a belter. Um, so, yeah, I don't think that's happening. Um, you think Djokovic is going to win easily, yeah, presumably? I I yeah, I, I, mean, I do too. Yeah. I mean, he, he, often, he often just sort of jumps on Nishikori, really, and, it, and it, it's kind of over before it can get going. If, if Nishikori could hang in there long enough... He could really make it interesting because he's beaten him before here he's in that same stage and he's got this great five-set record. Yeah, which is which is a, a funny one, isn't it? Doesn't get enough credit for that. No, he doesn't. everyone's just suddenly woken lost. up to it, haven't they? Mm. Me, us included. Um, I mean... He doesn't get so he does get himself embroiled in an awful lot of yes. five setters. But you know, I tend to think of him as physically a little feeble yeah, sometimes. Me too. So and fragile and because he has a lot of injuries. But crikey, an 18, 18 one and six lost, that's fantastic. Yeah. Yeah, it is. It's it was a real surprise to me when I when I saw that statistic. So yeah, obviously if he can make it long it it it, it hurts Nishikori that it's being played tomorrow rather than today when it was disgusting today it was so horrible humidity wise I've not felt anything like that it was awful and then suddenly we had this massive thunderstorm didn't we yeah and an emergency evacuation from the prime video studio told to leave didn't you yeah yeah lightning was hitting (laughs) 
Right. I, I had the director come in my ear and say, I've just seen a lightning strike on camera one, we're evacuating. Blimey. Um, so, yeah, and, and the thing is, because the roof was on, inside our commentary box, we didn't really know what was going on outside. Leave the place after two matches have come and gone, and it's 11 o'clock at night, and I walked out. And it was like, oh, this is nice. It's no longer humid. It all, all the humidity had dis- disappeared after, uh, after that thunderstorm. Thank goodness. Yeah, and now it's going to be about mid-20s. It's going to be a delight. Yeah. And We've earned ourselves some delightful weather, but it's also going to be a delight for Djokovic. Sorry, Nishikori. Yes, but, I agree. Um, I agree. Yeah, I, 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 I think Djokovic is playing so well. Mm. So well. He's, stri- he's striking the ball very yeah. well. He's moving well. And, that, yeah, and if you is. take out the elements of the, of the weather, is he the favourite now? I mean, it's very hard to be scientific about this because I just have this very unscientific feeling about Del Potro, which has now been exacerbated by the fact that Jimmy Connors has, has agreed with it. Um, <laughs> Him and his flamingos. But you Although know, somebody told me that we're ostriches paper, today. He's behind. Um, obviously, on paper, he is behind Nadal and Djokovic as the favourites. I think at this stage, I put if I put Djokovic ahead of Nadal. In my favourites list. Right. Um, Remember what happened at Wimbledon? I mean, sort of Del Potro and Nadal knocked ten bells out of each other and then Djokovic just about edged him, didn't he? Yeah. So is that going to be a factor, the fact that Djokovic yeah, be interesting could be if fresher? The pattern were the same, yeah. As, as I say, I'm, I put Djokovic ahead of Nadal and in scientific terms ahead of Del Potro as well but I just have a a a feeling oh a feeling which I probably wouldn't be mentioning if Jimmy Connors hadn't validated my feeling (laughs) it's Jimmy's fault (laughs) what do you think well I've got a feeling Del Potro is going to win it as well I mean I've I've felt that since about the second match I saw him and I picked Nadal at the start of the tournament with my logical head on (laughs) as as logical as as it gets as did I yeah um but just the way he's playing and the look of him um, and again the weather now I think he's going to take Nadal out I do um, and against Djokovic that's that's a tough one to call because Djokovic can move with him so well but I, I don't know it's, it's difficult you wouldn't be surprised if Djokovic is the one that would take him really wouldn't be surprised about that fence sitting law Oh dear! I'm gonna I'm I, I'm gonna basically pick all three because no. I'll say Nadal and you can't say I week. wouldn't be surprised if because there's <laughs> other than Nish, take Nishikori out of the equation. There's not there's not any scenario that would really surprise me. No, I'll, I'll go Del Potro because of of that feeling. Having seen him play, I think he's playing 2009 level. Agreed. And that level, I'm not sure these guys can stop that. I've I've not seen the best of Djokovic against the best of Del Potro. I don't think I've ever really seen that. No. I don't know whether that's ever happened. Well, then we have to see it, don't we? Yes. And I think we could see it because Djokovic is playing pretty close to his best now. Okay, he struggled with some of the the conditions, but just... That's not a factor anymore, though. No. So we can just get down to the nuts and bolts of tennis. I think we're going to get two... Epics, and they're going to be awesome. 
between Nadal yeah, and Delpo. So and Delpo's going to get his revenge. Serena and Delpo is what I think. Yeah. Yeah, I probably think the same. I, I think Serena will just have a little too much for Osaka. But I think it could go either two tight sets or three. Um, I, again, so I, I heard some lovely quotes that Osaka had given in Miami earlier this year when she just played Serena Williams, and she she said, you know, she was talking about she couldn't really believe she was on the same court as her. It's, it's very sweet. Yeah, and I do think the look it, that was a different player, Serena Williams in Miami. I mean, mm. just. Um, not even worth comparing it's so different but just the fact that she's been on court with her and and won the last point and and knows that she has coped uh coped admirably with playing her idol i yes. think is significant and she said actually uh, that it feels different to play other players and she she also said okay serena wasn't at her best but there were a couple of moments when i felt shots from her that I have not felt from anybody else she, and she said she'd hit a couple of shots at me and I'd be like oh that's a Serena shot <laughs> <laughs> yeah uh, and, and I mean tonight Williams my goodness she was so good she was so good the, the again we were talking about the clean strike on, on, on both of her ground strokes and now to add that net game as well today I thought she was one of the one of her great performances today, I thought. Formidable. She is... She's something else. Sure is. Right then, I suppose we'd better get to bed and uh, prepare for tomorrow because it is men's semi-finals day as Catherine's phone goes crashing to the lobby floor. Cascading around me. <laughs> uh, yeah, sleep is required uh, because it is going to be the men's semi-finals tomorrow. It starts with Rafael Nadal and Juan Martín del Potro at 4pm local time. So that is 9pm in the UK. Catherine will be there that's right, isn't it? Catherine will be there on uh, on Amazon Prime presenting the coverage there, the build-up play. You've got Jimmy Connors in the commentary box, haven't we you? We do. So that'll be good. Um, and uh, and then it's followed by Kane Ishikuri against uh, Novak Djokovic. Women's final also is 4pm local time, so 9pm in the UK between Serena Williams and Naomi Osaka. And I think also a 4pm final on Sunday uh, for the men's singles final. There's also the mixed doubles final, which is on Saturday at uh, noon local time, so 5pm in the UK. And uh, yeah, we'll be back with a daily tennis podcast after play each day, of course. Um, and I hope you're enjoying them. You certainly seem to be. We're, we're, we're chuffed you are. And uh, we'll be back tomorrow. We have been the Tennis Podcast, brought to you in association with The Telegraph, uh, sponsored by Amazon Prime Video UK, the home of the US Open in the UK, by La Manga Club. We are executive produced by Melanie Bowes, tennisballs.com, triple S. And our mascot is Charlie. He's loving the tennis. Hope you are too. See you tomorrow. 
and 365-day returns. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Mm. 